Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Free the Nipple for the Little, Why Breastfeeding is Best with Olivia Johnson, Savannah Smith, Rihanna Hasham, Maxi Gates, and myself, Jay Gabadon. Breastfeeding has been a topic of conversation amongst mothers for a while now. Some mothers choose not to breastfeed their children, while others believe this is a necessary path for their child. Even though there are many social and health benefits to breastfeeding, there are still a significant number of mothers who do not nurse their child. According to the CDC, of approximately the 4 million babies born, 83.2% start out breastfeeding, but many stop earlier than recommended. This seemingly simple choice can lead to adverse health effects seen in both the newborns or in the newborns as the child ages. This breastfeeding phenomenon can be related to the use of prescription medication. Stopping nursing earlier than recommended can have just as negative of an effect as not completing a required prescription to the end of its course. This all leads to stating that breastfeeding is the paradigmatic way of infant feeding and many organizations such as UNICEF and the World Health Organization are pushing, pushing to increase the rates of breastfeeding worldwide. And so with that being said, today we will be discussing what exactly breastfeeding is, the importance of nursing, the positive outcomes, some barriers associated with breastfeeding, and the solutions that, to those barriers. In the United States, when preparing for the birth of a child, mothers pursue the knowledge of appropriate resources to aid in proper infant feeding, nutrition, and overall health for their child. When learning how to breastfeed, most mothers have to actively seek a course related to nursing in order to receive substantial information. This is due to the majority of hospitals not providing substantial support after discharge. According to the CDC, only about 25% of hospitals provide support after discharge. Thankfully, there are many programs that help mothers with breastfeeding. Examples of these programs are the WIC Baby Behavior Program, Early Childhood Family Education, La Leech League International, Kaiser Permanente of Southern California, and Text for Baby. We have also found that women are, le are leaving their jobs due to a lack of proper assistance for their children, especially women who are in lower socioeconomic status environments. This means that women Mothers working in spaces where they are getting a minimum hourly wage are subject to less appropriate access to breastfeeding initiatives for their child and are more likely to decrease their breastfeeding. There are many challenges <coughs> associated with breastfeeding that mothers have to overcome in order to provide the best, the best nutrition for their newborn child. The Leech League International was originally founded in 1956 by seven women and has later grown into an international organization. This group has been credited with creating many precedents that are used today. <clears throat> For example, the fathers were not allowed in the delivery room until the Leech League suggested it. Research shows that mothers with less confidence are more likely to quit breastfeeding early. According to the Leech League, not enough milk is the most common reason new mothers choose not to breastfeed. Not all women are able to produce a large amount of milk for their child and this heavily discourages them from breastfeeding. So without the proper support group, either from the father, other family members, friends, or an actual support group, most mothers in this situation would just give up entirely. It is also common for mothers who breastfeed to experience negative side effects like osteoporosis, bruising, back pain, and carpal tunnel. As briefly discussed, while we recognize that there are negative side effects to breastfeeding, the positive long-term effects far outweigh the shortcomings. Breastfed infants are more likely to gain the right amount of weight and not become overweight. Further, the mothers are able to sustain a healthy weight throughout the nursing process and even after. Another benefit is that breastfeeding reduces doctor visits. Compared to a thousand 
infants exclusively breastfed for three months, the 1,000 infants that were not breastfed required 2,033 more office visits, 212 more days in the hospital, and 609 more prescriptions in the child's first year. The AAP states that breastfeeding also plays a role in the prevention of sudden infant death syndrome. Studies have shown that breastfeeding has been linked to higher IQ scores in later childhood. The recent World Health Organization reviews of the short and long-term benefits of breastfeeding also concluded that cognitive development is improved for newborns. Breastfeeding also reduces the risk of many chronic diseases, including diabetes, both type 1 and type 2, obesity, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, and some types of cancer. Breastfeeding is seen to be the best natural resource to advance childhood nutrition, especially being that about 45% of deaths around the world in children under 5 years old can be attributed to malnutrition. In an analysis of data from the 2005 National Immunization Survey, researchers calculated that if 90% of infants were exclusively breastfed for 6 months, 911 deaths would be prevented. Based on the idea that breastfeeding does have its associated harmful risks such as osteoporosis and carpal tunnel, the overall health of the child is proved to be well improved as the child matures when breastfed. Moving on, a mother's decision to breastfeed can be affected by various factors. For example, a recent study found that the opinions of surrounding family members does impact the rates of nursing as well. When the father and mother-in-law of the baby do not have an opinion on whether or not the baby is breastfed, mothers were less likely to breastfeed. Hospitals also provide a large impact on a mother's decision to breastfeed. According to the CDC, nearly 95% of hospitals in the U.S. provide breastfeeding education and 80% teach breastfeeding techniques. These hospitals provide a lactation specialist to talk to the mothers after giving birth. They go over how to use the pump and physically help the mother latch their baby onto their breast. Mothers being educated on how to breastfeed their newborns are more likely to do so as they have the proper resources needed. So far, we have touched on the problems and risk associated with mothers who do not breastfeed. But what are we going to do about this problem? What are the policies and solutions we are looking to enforce, you might ask? Well, Based on evidence from the United States Preventative Services Task Force, we found that a solution to increase breastfeeding rates would be to teach breastfeeding techniques in prenatal and postnatal classes to significantly increase nursing rates. The review evidence by USPSTF observed that when breastfeeding is taught alone, it is ineffective in increasing breastfeeding rates. However, when it is taught in prenatal and postnatal education, breastfeeding rates tend to increase. Additionally, to increase nursing rates, we plan to reach out to fathers and other family members to properly inform them about the significance and the role of breastfeeding on the overall health of the child. As mentioned earlier, the opinions of family members can cause a mother not to breastfeed. Therefore, if we can educate the family members on breastfeeding, then breastfeeding rates will likely increase and rise. There are many solutions to help mothers when facing short-term side effects that would cause them not to breastfeed, such as back pain, bruising, carpal tunnel, osteoporosis, and cramping. We think that we could implement a class to inform mothers on how to face these issues. By providing mothers with different strategies to ease pain, they will hopefully be more likely to breastfeed. For instance, educating mothers by telling them a way to ease back pain 
through the use of pillows when breastfeeding to provide a cushion to relieve stress on the back so they're not overly hunched would be a way or just a technique that we could inform them on in these classes. Mothers can seek advice about breastfeeding from any of the programs mentioned earlier. And additionally, recently, there has also been the Biden administration rescue plan, which is helping to increase the child tax credit and expand child care assistance. Those in lower socioeconomic classes are less likely to breastfeed and receive prenatal care. And knowing this, we think that by creating free programs to have and grant access for those who cannot afford to pay for programs will also show a rise in breastfeeding rates in mothers. Some examples are Tiny Hood Breastfeeding Course, which is a free online course that consists of courses taught by our top lactation consultants who offer information about prenatal preparation and pumping. Another example is offered at Northside's Hospital's Lactation Program, which is a 24-7 e-learning program that gives information, videos, and PDFs along with support groups. La Leche League is also in pursuit of equitable breastfeeding support for mothers, as there are very high disparities and gaps within individuals of lower SES, people of color, and many, many more. In conclusion, breastfeeding is a shaky topic for some. However, our goal is to educate those on the positive outcomes associated with breastfeeding and to help mothers that are dealing with short-term negative effects that are also joined with breastfeeding. For example, cramping or back pain. Our mission is to educate postnatal mothers or those facing motherhood so they, they are, so that they are not fearful, but embrace the process of breastfeeding their child. So, in a comedic ending, treat your baby like an antibiotic. Follow through the entire course and do not end the process because it is recommended because your baby deserves to walk into this world with all the health benefits that can be allotted to them.